Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Accolades Conversations, in which I talk to some of my favorite artists about who or what they would recommend me checking out. In episode 33, I'm talking to Dadbot Rap Pod, a hip-hop discussion podcast based out of San Jose, California. Our three hosts are lifelong rap fans who approach the art of hip-hop through the lens of their lived experience. Demone Carter is an MC with a long line of releases and collaborations stretching back to the 90s. David Ma is a writer, editor, and journalist whose work has appeared in publications like Wax Poetics, The Guardian, Red Bull Music Academy, and is the founder of audio blog Nertorious.com. Nate LeBlanc is a record collector who worked as a hip-hop buyer of a record store for years and founded the Dig Duck Listening Party and Record Swap, and has published articles on obscure music on a variety of platforms, but mostly on Nertorious. New episodes every Thursday at noonish. Be sure to check them out. The first one to give out accolades is Damone Carter. He wants to honor his friend Traximillion, a hip-hop producer from San Jose, California. He produced records such as Keek the Sneak's Super Hyphy and Dem Hoodstar's Grown Man Remix. His first album, The Slap Addict, was a compilation of Bay Area Hyphy artists and was released on August 22, 2006. In 2017, Traximillion was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer and he died on January 2nd of this year. This is what Damone had to say. So I wanted to talk about a person who's actually a friend of mine who recently passed away, producer Traximillion from San Jose, California. We grew up together. We were in our first rap group together, but he went on to be one of the architects of what is known as the hypey sound. Circa 2004 or five, uh, he made a song called Super Hypey with an artist named Keek the Sneak and really, really laid down the template for what a lot of the hypey joints would end up being. It's kind of like up-tempo, sparse, negative space, bass-heavy. Uh, I used to call it like it's music for reckless driving. And so growing up with him and seeing his evolution from a rapper, because we started as rappers in high school and like being big admirers of the far side and soul's mischief, like that's that's kind of our, our era. To see him go from that and being really good at that to making a, a transition somewhere in a 96, 97 to like kind of putting the backpack down saying i'm gonna do production in a different way which at the time was a little bit of heresy he was doing what was then called keyboard beats amongst the kind of hip-hop real heads it wasn't cool not to have sample based shit and so he got his korg triton and was kind of plugging away at that for, for several years had a breakthrough hit song with super hypey and then went on to have a really solid production career and his music and his influence it's one of those things where I've never experienced for once you pass away. Then and kind of only then can you really quantify what an artist's impact is. So with his recent passing, his birthday.
birthday was last night, um, so he's been a lot on my mind. It's been cool to see how his music has impacted others. Come from a place, Nate and I, San Jose, California, that is not renowned for having a great musical tradition or music that comes from here. It's like the Doobie Brothers rehearsed here for a couple months or something like that. I was like claim to fame in terms of music, but um, you know, Tracks a Million really put us on the Bay Area map, and he really held the mantle for San Jose in a way that he did not have. Um, a lot of folks assumed he was from Oakland or San Francisco, and he would be really quick to correct them. It's been a huge loss, but it's one of those things where, as I was kind of closing my eyes last night about to go to sleep, somebody came down the road bumping super hypey, and I, I heard it, and I was like, oh, wow, you know, the impact of the music obviously lives on long beyond the artist. And I knew that, but when it's a good friend of yours, it kind of hits in a particular way. And so part of our duty as the living and a lot of our mutual friends, we talk about this, is to, to make sure that his legacy is properly understood. And so I'm grateful for having a little bit of time to talk about him. And if folks aren't familiar, they should definitely get familiar. Producers in the rap game and even into electronic music cite him as an influence and, you know, die tragically young. He had just got one of his biggest placements of the new song with T.I., E-40, and Joyner Lucas. He was definitely getting ready for a big second act in music and you know he had a very rare form of cancer and just died way too young we do have a podcast episode where we interviewed him uh, it's episode yes. 30 one, of, episode our, one 30. of our earliest uh podcast episodes because he's damone's friend he came and hung out with us long before an artist of his caliber would normally do it so dad bod rap pod episode 30 if you want to hear more about uh tracks i know hyphy from uh kick the sneak who worked with dj shadow as well right yeah, that's yeah, how I got to true. know of the genre. What would be the other big somebody like E40? Is that is that in the correct area or like? Uh, sure. Yeah, tell me when to go. E40's song with Keek the Sneak and Little John is widely considered the anthem of hyphy music, and so it was a genre that started 05 to 06 in the Bay Area, and it's a sound that's kind of filtered out. If you look at the things that like DJ Mustard and all those cats in LA did later. They were heavily influenced by the hypey era, the production style that, that came about in the Bay Area. And I'm not saying Trax was the godfather of that or anything, but he had his hand in the stew of what eventually made that sound. What would be like the main songs if you want to like just... It's actually kind of easy. He has a, a project called The Slap Addict. It's a compilation album. A lot of people have said this is kind of a definitive document of the hyphy movement. All of the players are on there. Keek the Sneak, Mr. Fab, Too Short. It's a full album, so I would encourage folks to check that out if they want to kind of get that one snapshot of, of who he was. Check out Rick Rock. He was the producer, especially yes. for this group yep. called The Team. And Turf Talk, so entertaining to listen to, whether you like like the dynamic background of it or not. He's just, the way he talks is, Geek the Sneak has that growly voice. Turf Talk has yeah. kind of a squeaky, high-pitched, yeah. like just like, a, it, there's a lot of enjambment in his work. He like rushes towards the end of the lines in a way that I find very entertaining. I feel like super hyphy really encapsulates the energy and the movement. I felt, and I know I'm horrifically biased, but I felt when Tell Me When To Go came out, yo, I'm like, oh, that's Little John super hyphy. The, the kick pattern, it's this stuttering kick pattern that became just a, a part and parcel of the sound and like, it made it an evolution from uh, what we would call mob music. So barrier music has always had like this in the trunk, heavy, obviously two shorts, a huge influence. And that it, traditionally it was a slower music and the the main innovation of hyphy 
which, you know, has a little bit to do about the, the drugs that everybody was doing at that time. The music got faster and the kick patterns got deeper, but like closer together. And it creates, I guess the best word I would always come up with is like, it's a frenzy of energy and activity. And I think the beat super hypey, like really personifies that. I remember like that was in a time between 2000 and 2010 and a lot of those subgenres came out. Is that is that still something that in certain areas do people like still put a typical hyphy party or whatever? Or has that just evolved into other stuff? Yeah, I think it's kind of filtered into other things. The sideshow scene, the kind of circus of spinning your car around and all that is just... <laughs> Now it's just part of the culture. It's not considered something that's like separate anymore. And I think that the the tenets of hypey just kind of got absorbed into the rap game the way things do, right? It's it's like saying trap. Everybody's got some trap in their stuff right now. So it's not necessarily about even somebody like like a little John who was so all over the place at some point. Crunk was such a big genre and it also went yeah, away like and, and, yeah. and it disappeared for some and I wonder if people are still celebrating like somebody like Lil Jon in their area. I think it shows up still is like uh, they become like almost like sporting anthems like local basketball team and they were based in Oakland during the hyphy movement like you'll hear Tell Me When To Go or Super Hyphy at, as they're like bringing the ball up the court. Uh, it's okay. reached yeah. that level of like yeah. acceptance and it's just part of the canvas of Bay Area sounds now I and also i don't think anyone would tell us if there was a hyphy party we're like 40 year old dudes like <laughs> we're not going to parties anyway so i have no idea who's partying to what at this moment personally <laughs> that's hilarious well i was gonna say you know what little john is doing he's doing edm he's doing stuff with like dj snake and like that's where he he went with it and like tracks a million wasn't necessarily uh in recent years he wasn't like holding the moniker of like i'm the hyphy producer it just kind of became production Rest in peace, Tracks a Million, and thanks to my guest, Dadball Rap Pop. Next week, I'm talking to another close friend of mine, a rapper, Pips Kid, from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. If you want to check out video versions of these interviews, I suggest going to our YouTube channel, Crate Records. For more information about accolades, go to CrateRecords.be. Thanks for listening. <laughs>